It's a big night for one Louis DeBrusque as the former Oiler NHLer joins us uh, on Sports 1440. Once again, good morning, Louis. You're with Kevin Carius and David Schlimko. How are you this morning, big fella? I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, that was awesome. Seagsy to start things off. <laughs> Love it. Well, Love it. That's, you know what? I got to... Yeah? So, playing in Phoenix, Mike Sullivan is now the coach of the Pittsburgh Bengals. We used to drive to the rink every day together. Mm-hmm. And every single day, this was the album that he had on in his car. Really? The, All the night moves? Bob Seger, and there isn't a bad song on the whole mix. And did you know that Bob Seger, I think that's Sam Gagne's favorite uh, artist, or one of them. No way. Yeah, ask Sam about it today. Well, who doesn't like Seagzy? Come on. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, are you feeling okay? You had a little upset stomach there yesterday, Lou? Oh, boy, I'll tell you, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it wasn't good, I can tell you that. But uh, I, I, let's just put it this way. I got it out of me. So I think it's all good. I, I think, think it's all good. Yeah. I think Speck said Louis that maybe Lou, that uh, Big Lou is uh, eating some of his varmints that he's been trapping in the snares. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, I don't know what it was. You know, you travel, you ca- catch a bug, you yeah. eat something that just doesn't sit right. I could just tell it wasn't sitting right today, yesterday, and it was just going on and on and on, and finally. Uh, yeah, nature took its course. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. This is always a big, big game when your son Jake comes home to play in his hometown. And I would imagine over the course of his career, Louis, you've done 12, 14, 15 games of Jake when he's played the Oilers. Yeah. I got I w- to ask just do you ever, do you ever um, find yourself slipping in and, and when you're calling the game, do you kind of <laughs> start focusing on Jake and then go, oh, yeah. I missed this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, no question. Um, the guys in the bench caught me one day. He uh, was playing in Edmonton here. Mike Smith made a great save on him too, and uh, so he gets the puck in the neutral zone. He's kind of slipping through. He's got some speed. Gets it alone. Goes to Deke Mike Smith, and I'm like, I'm like trying to be nine feet tall on the bench so I can look over and see this live. And uh, normally I would just look down at the screen, but I'm kind of wanting to see him live do this because I. You know, I don't get to, I don't get to watch him play live that often. That's the one thing that right. both of our worlds do collide. We are both in the hockey world, and him and I have had conversations about it. It's just the way it is, right? But it is uh, it is always a treat when I do get to see him play live. And um, I would tell you I'm a little more nervous doing the games than when I'm just watching them. Um, we're going to drive down. Cindy and I are going to drive down to Calgary and watch him play in Calgary as well tomorrow night. So that'll be more of a night off and just sit and, and watch your kid play. But tonight, I try and keep it business. But at the same time, I've done it long enough now. I like to have a little bit of fun with it too. And yeah. it was pretty cool to see him score a goal. Uh, either last year or the year before he came in here, he scored a goal. And that was the first time that I actually called a game where he scored, which was pretty wicked. That's pretty cool. What was your reaction on TV when uh, Smitty robbed him? It was a big, oh. <laughs> well, it's funny, David, because I turned around and Brad Harrison on the bench, you know, was looking at me. He's giving me all, no, 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 no. The guys know, right? Like, I mean, listen, I'm just trying to call the game, make it a fun game. But they know that I obviously have a kid and he's playing and it's uh, – it's kind of uh, kind of a unique situation, but uh, yeah, he gave me the old evil eye. Hey, don't be doing that. Don't be cheering him on. But yeah, yeah it's pretty good. It should be a good one tonight, to be honest with you. I think Boston's always a team, even with the players that they lost last from last year to this year in that historic year. They're still a team that plays the right way. So I think teams kind of use them as a gauge to see where they are. They get pumped up to play the Bruins because they know they're a grindy, hard team that plays plays that way. So. I'm expecting that tonight, and uh, yeah, I hope it's a good one. But uh, I'm excited about calling calling another one of my kids' game. I, I don't know exactly how many it is that you said uh, at the start uh, that I've done, but yeah. 
Um, like I said, it's always a privilege to kind of be right up close and personal uh, calling your kid playing in the NHL. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, I just, I'm assuming, you know, playing twice a year and, you know, being six, seven years in the league, it's, you know, up to a dozen, 14, kind of just kind of doing the math. So, uh, Louis DeBrusque with us on Sports 1440. Kevin Carey's David Schlemko. I'm assuming you watch more Bruins games than the other ones that you're doing because you're so busy, Lou. But when you watch a guy like David Pasternak, who we're going to see tonight, does, does he not get as much credit as maybe he deserves, even though he is one of the upper echelon players in the league? Yeah, I think he's kind of blown onto the scene now the last few years, especially with his 60 goals last year. I mean, he, uh, you know, he put himself right up there in the elite goal scorers in the game. Um, and, he, and he is, you know, he's just one of those guys that uh, has a tremendous release, but he scores in so many different ways. You know, everyone talks about his shot and there's no question he has an amazing one-timer, but he scores some dynamic goals from different places all over the ice. Um, can do it in many different ways. So he's fun to watch. There's a ton of skill, boy, I'll tell you. He, uh, you know, he can be quiet for a couple periods and then just take over in the third period. Once he gets rolling and, and playing, he'll get a chance every time he's on the ice. He knows how to get lost like all goal scorers do. Uh, in the play, like you'll you'll watch him and he'll just all of a sudden be open for that one timer, and uh, you know, like he just uh, you know Brett Hall, you know, you, you think of any of the great scores, Leon Draisaitl, he does the same thing. He disappears over to that right corner, Pastel will disappear over to the left corner. It's kind of the reverse, being a right and left-handed shot, and they know how to do it at the right time. They they understand when nobody's looking at them which is the amazing thing, to have that awareness on the ice. So we talk about passers, you know, the, the great dishers of the game having such a great vision on the ice, but the great goal scorers have to have that vision too to know when to kind of sneak into a quiet spot when nobody's looking. And obviously, uh, he has that. Yeah, he's, I mean, to me, he's just, he's always dangerous out there, no matter where he is. And uh, you'd think he might have taken a step back, losing Bergeron, feeding him all those one-timers from the, <laughs> the high slot back door there. But uh, yeah. he really hasn't. So, I mean, lead, that's kind of leading into my next question here. I mean, I'm thinking about Pasta, I'm thinking about Marshy, and they don't have that many guys other than those two that are really dangerous so what has Jim Montgomery been able to do with this team to find so much success after losing Bergeron and Krejci I think it's just depth I really do I think it's just the way they play the game number one which they have an identity they have a system they play to a T they're maybe the most disciplined team I've ever seen as far as being in that structure they never cheat the game Right. and I know and people will say well you know, yeah, Pasternak will fly the zone the odd time. Marshy will fly the zone the odd time. The odd time they'll look for a stretch pass, but very rarely. You know, they they come up as a group. They come back as a group. They crowd the house. They crowd the net. Um, the little details of their game make them very hard to play against. They're very comfortable in the pressure. They're very comfortable with the puck in their own zone. Sometimes I think too comfortable, to be honest. I watch a lot of their games, but... Um, But they do it. You know, it's not like they never really panic, if that makes sense. It's just they understand that if they keep it to the outside, they protect the core, they chip it back to the corner, they work it up the wall. um, And every single player to a man plays that way or they don't play. Simple as that. And do you think that kind of almost comes a little bit from, like, the leadership of the players, too? Like, I'm thinking about, you know, the way Boston's played over the past 10, 15 years. Or you you look at a team like L.A., they've been through multiple coaches but still kind of play that same honest game. No, 
Um, there's no doubt. I think that, you know, when you look at the players that have been in that organization over the years, and especially just starting from when my son came on board, you had Zidane Chair in the mix. You had David Krejci in the mix. You had Patrice Bergeron in the mix. You had a lot of, you know, veteran core guys um, that played different roles, you know, like that just, uh, you know, came in and, and you know, played a hard game. Uh, yeah. But no question, I would say Bergeron, Chara, Mark Sean now is the captain. I mean, it just gets trickled down, right? And every single player that comes in and experiences that with those players on board, um, you pick that up. It's not really a question of whether you can or can't play the system. If you don't play it, you're not going to play. You know, and I think about it a lot, too. Like, I look at Detroit over all those years when Kenny Holland was there. You know, the teams that they had, and they tried a lot of different players. They brought on a lot of different players to bring into the mix and see if they would fit. There was a lot of players that came in and then just didn't fit, so they went away. Right. Um, The ones that did come in and blend stayed. And, you know, I got to credit. You know, Sweeney, for, for the moves that he's made over the, the seven years Jake's been there, he's always been aggressive at the deadline. He always brings in players that kind of fit that Boston way. And even the players that he signed in the free agency, you know, you look at a Morgan Geeky that comes over and, you know, they play the Bruin way. They just, they're, they're picking players based off of, you know, kind of how they feel they can fit into their system and, and the, the intangibles they can bring to the table. And more often than not, they bring in guys that kind of blend in. And they have this year again. Guys are blending in, and, yeah, they get it done by committee. Oilers analyst Louis DeBrusque, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, Louis, the Oilers' lines going into Arizona changed in the third period. Do you think that's how we see the game start tonight with uh, uh, Leon Dreisel, Connor McDavid on different lines is how the game ended in Arizona? Good question. Um, and I don't know. I was kind of hoping to figure that out this morning heading to the rink right now. But um, I think he's going to go back, personally. That's just what I think. I think he'll go back to splitting them up because of that depth thing we talked about with Boston. When he goes up against good teams, he wants to have, you know, that depth throughout the lineup that he can match up against different lines and he can put out different different situations and different combinations that he wants. But, again, he's showing now that if, if it's not working, he's not afraid to change it. And I, I think he's been very patient in not changing a lot of things, Chris Knobloch. But when he does, it really does seem to spark the team so he's had an instant response almost every single time he's done it so he knows that he has that in his back pocket but I do truly believe guys that he wants to kind of keep them apart I think he wants to keep the depth in the team and that's what made them successful through the 16 game win streak they loaded it up the last couple and in portions during that 16 game streak but not very often only when you really need it when you really feel you need that punch or you need that extra goal you need that offensive um, kind of spark or push, then yeah, you can load up Dry Silent McDavid, but there's no question I believe Edmonton's a better team when they're on their own lines because it makes them that much harder to match up against. Well, this is going to be uh, Chris Knobloch's 40th game behind the bench, 30 and 9 going in. Hey, Lou, I know you got to run, get to practice. Thanks for hopping on here. Hope that Pepto Bismol worked for you last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, KK. Yeah, you know what? It was. Uh, no Pepto-Bismol, just old nature taking care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Right. We'll see you down Thanks, there, buddy.